it's paradoxical that it is impossible to be a victim unless you have a villain. And that was what I learned from my mom, who in fact said that this time of her life when she no longer was playing this victim-villain scenario, she said it was the most fulfilling time of her entire life. Uh, So for all of us, you know, if you don't want to be a victim, then don't allow yourself to have a villain. Hey, Construction Nation. Welcome to Lead with Trust. I'm Sue Dyer, and I've been on a three-decade journey to figure out how to make sure our construction projects succeed and produce some extraordinary results. My trusted leader journey has led me to work on over 4,000 construction projects worth over $180 billion. In this podcast, I'm here to teach you everything I've learned. One thing I know is that it starts with the leaders of the businesses and organizations that come together to build a project. If that's you, let's get going. Construction Nation. This is Sue Dyer, and welcome to the Lead with Trust podcast. And today I want to share with you some thoughts I have about the victim and villain paradox. This is something that I really came to understand when my father died and my mom came to live with us. She had been an identical twin, of course, all of her life. And her childhood was really filled with being bullied by her twin sister and really her mom who did not like girls. So these two things really made my mom, two things, extremely strong, but also it made her slip into a victim mindset fairly easily. Now she wasn't always there but a lot of times she was there and lived there. And so this was a role that played out in her marriage with my dad. Uh, He was the ruler and she was his victim. And so that was how it, it operated for 53 years. They were married and then all of a sudden he passed away and she came down and to live with us. And so after the trauma had passed, I began to find that she would try to make me her villain uh, because that was the role she was very comfortable with. And I saw that same pattern happening. And uh, I wasn't going to be her villain. I was just wanted to be her daughter, not her villain. And so I would just lovingly walk away until she sort of calmed down from the fervor she had around this. And eventually she learned I wasn't going to be her villain. But it, it made me realize that this is an interesting dynamic that happens between people and that it's paradoxical that It is impossible to be a victim 
unless you have a villain. And that was what I learned from my mom, who in fact said that this time of her life when she no longer was playing this victim villain scenario, she said it was the most fulfilling time of her entire life. Uh, so for all of us, you know, if you don't want to be a victim, then don't allow yourself to have a villain. Many people today are looking for a villain so they can be a victim. And there's lots of reasons for that. Most of them is childhood programming in your brain. You have a neural pathway that is wired to this. And in order to change it does take an effort of creating a new neural pathway, which is why in my book, I talk about training your brain because you can train your brain to do almost anything you want it to do. But first, you have to realize that you have perhaps a neural pathway that isn't serving you. So I know that there are absolutely truly victimized people in the world, and I'm not talking about that. For most of us, you know, we're, we're not living in that uh, life's challenge. It's really just not the case, but we have a path that we're used to going down. And it plays out like a, like a tape playing out, a recording it just keeps playing out. And so the scenario does, that's how your brain works. That's how it, how it operates. So I also thought it was interesting that uh, the other day, my 18-year-old grandson, who's really excited about the political arena, and he's about to uh, be able to vote in his first election. He asked me, you know, why, why can't we get candidates that people are for? We are always choosing who are against. People are voting against. Why, that doesn't make any sense. Why can't we be for people? Why can't we have candidates that people feel that they're really for, they really want? Why do we always have to have people that we're just against? And so I explained to him that today, candidates or parties, constituencies, maybe even businesses, uh, watch what the polls say. They found that unless you vilify your opponent, you can't win. So all the ads, philosophies, propaganda are created to make you feel like you could never vote for the opponent. They want you to vote for the person who's putting out the information. And this has really made most people feel like they are being victimized by the other side, whatever the other side is. This has resulted in a huge polarization that generates fear. And I think in a few episodes, you might remember a few episodes ago, we talked about the Edelman uh, barometer for 2022 says that we have slipped into uh, 61% of the people in the United States and uh, believe that uh, we are not going to trust people. We are not going to trust. That is our normal mode now. So this is about this polarization and the fear. And of course, the greater the polarization, the greater the fear. And we know that trust and fear cannot coexist. So one cancels out the other. But how can you stop slipping 
into a victim mindset when it's the prevalent way of thinking today. And maybe it was your childhood way of dealing. And so I thought we need to think about, you know, what about victims and villains? Because the truth is, it's sort of an energy, it's a mindset. And we have all been a victim or a villain at some point. We have had that mindset. We can slip into it. So we need to begin to work to understand when we're in it so we don't go there. Hope you're enjoying this show. Every time you and your team step foot onto a construction project, you bring your business culture with you. For any construction project to succeed, there must be a high trust culture. It doesn't matter if you're in planning, design, construction, or startup phases. The more trust you bring and build, the better your results. I've created a free resource for you, the Trusted Leader Profile, so you can know exactly the level of trust you bring to your business and projects and what you can do to boost trust. You can grab that at sudico.com slash profile. That's S-U-D-Y-C-O dot com slash profile, P-R-O-F-I-L-E. And I hope that you'll remember that always high trust equals high performance, and it really depends on you. Now back to the show. Uh, I really enjoy Donald Miller, who's CEO of Business Made Simple, and he has a podcast by that name. And uh, he did a great episode about a victim and villains. And he says that we all have the victim and villain inside of us. And of course, both of these are based on fear. They both prevent us from having to face something that we really don't want to face. Typically, a villain feels that the world has been unfair to me. I've been treated wrongly. I've been done wrong. So I'm going to be unfair to the world. And any of us can slip into that villain mindset over something. Uh, When we feel like our cause is so righteous, we have been done wrong or the right thing to do hasn't been done, that it justifies us doing wrong things. And the reason that this really matters is that both victim and villain mindsets will really ruin your ability to have a successful business, a successful project, it will ruin your family dynamics, maybe your friendships, really everywhere in your life. And all of us, yes, we have slipped into either a victim or villain mindset at some point. And we need to try to understand what it is, how we get there, and how to stop it. Now, a villain, unlike a victim feeling righteous because they've been done wrong, a villain makes people feel small. It's about power. And they make people feel small so that they can feel even more powerful. They believe that they are so good and so smart that they are like God. And because of this, they believe they're above the law. 
they're above ethics or any requirements. They tend to be isolated because people don't really want to be around them, but they always have like these pilot fish that are around them who get their security and maybe a little powers they think they're going to get from the villain. You know, they are there and looking to stay with the villain. But here is a bit of a cautionary note. Labeling anyone as a villain in and of itself can be a villainous statement. So think about it. You know, just by saying someone's a villain or vilifying them, perhaps you're shifting into being a villain and you're kind of canceling them out, neutralizing them, making them small, which is a villainous act. And yes, of course, just like victims, there are actual villains. And I'm not talking about those people who really are out to harm people. When we make ourselves look good at the expense of another person, that is a villain mindset. And of course, there's always fear behind it. So how does this victim-villain response play out? Uh, especially on construction projects, because I see it a lot. And I wish that there was a way that we could work more on changing the mindsets, which is why I developed my book and I'm developing my course to help you train your brain. But on construction projects, it can be very easy to slip into this victim-villain relationship. First, because there is an inherent imbalance built into every project. The owner and the owner's representatives have more power than the construction team. They have the money, they have, they created the specs, they created the documents, they create the design many times, and they decide what's right, what's wrong. They decide who gets paid, they decide how much. I mean, there is a power imbalance. And this sets the stage for this villain victim response. And until the contractor feels righteous because they've been treated so unfairly that they also begin to act like a villain. And I see this happen all the time. So on the project now, you're working with a villain versus a villain. And you you might say, well, that seems like a pretty reasonable response. But when you're on a project, when everyone needs to work together in order to be successful, that is absolutely the worst response possible. What we really need and want is a team of equals who trust each other enough to share their brilliance and to be able to identify issues and solve them before they become a big problem. Not a group at war where anything goes and everyone feels justified for their horrible behavior. When you begin to feel yourself or you see your team beginning to slip, into either a victim or a villain response, just remember, you can't be a victim without a villain. And that choice you make to not create one. You make the choice every time whether or not you are going to choose someone as your villain. And that doesn't matter who you are and at what level you are. 
So I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to see you next week. Okay, Construction Nation, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Lead with Trust. Will you do me a favor? If you think this episode can help anyone on your team or business, please forward it to them. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And your honest review, hopefully five stars, is much appreciated. Every leader who learns how to build their business and projects on a foundation of trust is going to reap the rewards of greater productivity, attracting the best of the best, enjoying your business more, and doing things you thought were impossible. If you want to know where you are in your trusted leader journey, I have a free resource for you. Please just go to sudico.com slash profile, S-U-D-Y-C-O dot com slash profile. And you can grab it there and find out where you are on your trusted leader journey. And so that is a wrap for today. Can't wait until I get a chance to hang out with you again next week. And until then, have a great day.